guys, this is Steve. Uh, I know this is getting uploaded late here Friday, and it's not going to be a normal episode. Um, we've had some difficulties uh, in the last couple weeks. We, I think, only briefly started talking about it in the last episode that was released, because we do usually have a buffer of episodes that have been released or, or recorded prior to their release. We normally keep about a two-month two buffer. As a matter of fact, we do still have a two-month buffer, but um, the family emergency that I've been dealing with for the last four months now um, has been dragging on and eating up a lot of my time, and I I messed up. It's my fault. Um, we we have the content, but I have to edit it and then upload it to a streaming service or a hosting service and publish it and I actually had the next episode edited but and had exported it to a WAV file but needed to convert it to an mp3 file before uploading it and I had intended to put that on a USB stick and bring it with me to Florida uh, this week when I traveled down here but forgot to put it on the USB stick before I left Ohio so we don't have content today um, and hopefully once I get back into Ohio, I can upload it and start editing another episode. Um, although the next couple weeks is going to be probably even busier, um, which I'll get into here in a minute. So I did want to record and release something. There's a couple different backend reasons why I wanted to keep something, you know, slotted in this release date that's not important to get into. Chris isn't wasn't able to make this. Uh, he's been busy and also tied up. And this is Thanksgiving, right? That right now that I'm recording this, so he was tied up with a bunch of other plans already. So yeah, this is going to be a bye week, um, but I am going to record something here. I wanted to take this as an opportunity to record a bit of a public service announcement or a PSA to share some of the stuff that I've been going through over the last four months in the hopes that. Maybe it will open some eyes and wake some people up and get you guys to do stuff that you need to do um, or prepare you for things that might be coming in your own lives. I will give a quick trigger warning here. There probably there might be some cursing, but also um, I don't want to say death because it's not like murder or you know suicide, but conversations about end of life stuff because that is potentially what's going on with my father these last few months. He's had cancer um, over the last couple of years. He, it's come up three times. He's put it into remission three times. The last time he got it was January of this year and was doing chemo until June. Uh, as far as I know, the last PET scan that he did and CAT scan, everything was clean. And then like two weeks later, he got COVID. And the problem was that... So I've had this house in... Florida. I purchased my grandmother's house after she passed away from the family. And I've been working in Ohio for the last two years as a contractor. And finally, last this last year, got hired on as a direct employee. So I bought a house up there and I was planning on... But I wasn't sure whether or not I was going to sell this one because the plan was my father, um, he inherited a house in Illinois from another family member who had passed away. And he was going to do the snowbird thing. He was going to fix up that house during the summers and then, or yeah, summers and then come down here during the winter and help me with this house. And that was 
going to work for a while because we had some family in this area, but recently they moved to Fort St. Augustine. They moved out of the area. And now that my father caught COVID, it kicked his butt so badly that he can't even sit up by himself. He can't roll over. He can't do anything. So there's no way he could come back here to live here by himself. And he also can't help me with the house, so there's no point in keeping it. But it's raising a lot of problems because this is the very worst time it could have possibly happened. Uh, <clears throat> being in the middle of relocating to another state causes problems, and also his stubbornness has caused a lot of problems. Um, he fought going to the hospital. Once we got him to the hospital, he fought going to rehab. Once he was at rehab, he refused to participate in the rehabilitation. And now that, you know, long-term care is the next option, decided, okay, now I'll participate in rehab because that'll, you know, hold off going to long-term care because he also knew that going to long-term care was probably going to mean having to file for Medicaid, which would involve signing power of attorney, which he didn't want to hold, sign over because he wanted to retain control, which I understand. But <sighs> neglecting to take care of things in a timely fashion is causing problems and he's being kind of pissy about it and not caring as is his right you know but it's not gonna hurt it's just hurting himself and it's hurting everybody around him you know him making it more difficult than it needs to be long-term care depending on whether it happens here in florida or up in actually wisconsin i've got two sisters that live in wisconsin depending on where he goes it could be anywhere from eight thousand a month to twelve thousand a month and no none of us can afford that and you can only file in Medicaid in one state. Medicaid, if he was approved for Medicaid, he would, uh, they would pay for whatever his services would require. But you can only apply in one state. And at the moment, his residency was here in Florida, even though he owns a home in Illinois, he was preferring to use this as his residence. But I'm selling this house. So now how do we move his residence? Uh, and do we move it to Illinois or do we move it to Wisconsin? If we move it to Wisconsin, will Medicaid treat his home in Illinois as his primary like possession because they often don't force you to sell your home. You can keep one house and one car if you're on Medicaid. Will they allow him to keep that? Or if we file him for Medicaid in Wisconsin, maybe they'll consider Illinois a, a secondary property and ask him to sell it. Um, these are all things that we're going to have to talk to lawyers about. I've already made some phone calls, left some messages. What else? Um, I made some notes here. Let me scan them real quick um, um, okay so his will signing even a basic will with no provisions other than a beneficiary will keep your estate from going to probate probate is a legal process that costs money and takes time and basically you know lawyers get to take a chunk out of your inheritance if you go that route um my father finally did sign a will last month or not last month last week um you can also file a living will or a, a form called an advanced directive which will give you a chance to say what you want your medical um decisions to be in certain circumstances that would have saved us some headache because in my father's situation, he's been so weak that he can only say one or two words at a time. And so to save him the energy, I was, in certain cases, just repeating things that he had already said 
and then but he didn't remember saying them and so we'd get into this argument this fight where he'd yell at me and tell me that i was inserting myself into his decision making process but you know then we asked him well fill out this advanced directive form so it's documented what you want and then we won't have this problem but he refused to do that too he kept saying later, later, everything that we talked about, signing his will, signing power of attorney, advance directive, everything, his response to everything was later, later, later. And, you know, we had to explain to him, you know, we're not in charge of this. You know, we're, we can't give you more time. The, the, the world isn't going to give you more time. The world is moving whether, you know, no matter what we do, you can lay here in bed and, and try to neglect the situation all you want, but... You know, there's nothing we can do about this. And, you know, he was just shooting the messenger, yelling at us, uh, being mad at us about it. Um, another thing that you can do uh, that we've learned about is, fortunately, my father had already set us up as beneficiaries on his bank accounts. That means that if he does pass away, that we don't have to get an attorney involved to get access to those funds. All we have to do is show them a death certificate and then they would uh, give us that money however um you know if you're incapacitated but you're not dead is, is in my father's case you know he can't go to a bank he can't withdraw money he can't he can barely even sign his name much less write out check and, and mail you know mail out his bills um and so in order for us to pay his bills we need to get access to some of those accounts now you've got two options you can either Add somebody as a co-signer on your account, or you can sign a power of attorney. Most banks will not let you add someone to an account as a co-signer over the phone. You have to do it in person. My father's in no condition to go down to a bank in person, so power of attorney was the only other option. My father was fighting that because when you sign power of attorney, that's a much bigger permission. You know, you give them the right to you know, sell property or buy property or take out loans or do, you know, potentially all kinds of other stuff. Now, there is something in the power of attorney form that says you must keep track of all the, uh, you know, purchases and sales that you do in case you get audited. And you also have to behave in a way that is in your, in the best interest of the person that you've been assigned power of attorney for. So you're really not supposed to like take all their money and run, although potentially you could. Um, and I'd like to think that my father doesn't think that I would steal from him, but I think he just didn't like the idea of signing over power of attorney just as a control thing. You know, my father's just very stubborn about that. He, he wanted to be sent home so that he can quote unquote, get some rest and then take care of himself, you know, start exercising in his own way. Um, thinking that he would he would get better by himself uh what else looking back through my notes i think that pretty much covers most of what i wanted to say you know this is just a heads up that if you are in a situation where you think you might deal, be dealing with this soon you know it's probably a good thing to well it's always a good thing to take care of this stuff before you need to and that's the problem was my father, he's 71 years old, so it's not like we didn't know it was kind of maybe coming, especially since he's put cancer in remission three times now. But other than that, he was fairly healthy. Um, you know, we we didn't expect 
him to get COVID. He's been he was vaccinated, and you know they say that when you get vaccinated, often you know it, it doesn't hit you as hard. Um, I wonder if he got the Omicron Omicron variant because variant because it really did hit him pretty hard. But also part of the problem was not just that it hit him hard, but that he handled it improperly. He he couldn't keep down foods. I was living in Ohio, so I didn't know this at the time. I was planning on coming down on around Labor Day anyway. Um, I could tell that he was getting weaker, but he was refusing medical care. We knew he had COVID, but they sent him home because he didn't. He wasn't so bad that he needed to be needed to be hospitalized. Hospitalized. Um, but he wasn't keeping food down, and he thought that it was related to this chemo sickness that he had because he had just finished up chemo. But yeah, when I got here, he finally admitted that he had been hadn't been able to keep down food for two months, solid food. So the only calories he was he was getting was those that he could drink. He was drinking orange juice and soda, basically, and he was wasting away. When I got here, he was nothing but skin and bones, literally. Um, he couldn't even walk all the way to the bathroom from his bed, which was only about maybe 15, 20 feet. Um, he had soiled himself, he'd soiled the bed, and rather than changing, you know, the bed, he just put down a towel and then laid on top of that. Like, not a good situation at all. It, it, it caught him by surprise and kicked his ass, and he didn't want to admit it, and he didn't want to do what needed to be done quickly. Um, another part of this problem has been that because I transferred from being a contractor to an employee... I now started over all my vacation and, and time off benefits. So when I got down here in September for Labor Day, I only had one vacation day. And I told him right then, I said, if you want me to drive you to Wisconsin, I'll put you in the car and I'll drive you there right now. We can do it. I'll take the one day off that I have for vacation. You know, we've got, I've got the weekend, so potentially three days. It shouldn't take that long, but in case. And he said, no, do what you got to do. You know, you, I could come down here to do some work around the house. He said, do what you got to do. I'll, you know, take care of myself. I'll get better. And then I'll go. uh, He wanted to drive up to Wisconsin in his own car on his own time. And, you know, I was telling him, you're not going to drive. But, yeah, it took another week to get him into the hospital. And the only way I was able to get him into the hospital, I called, eventually called the Elder Care Department of Child and Family Services because I didn't know what else to do. And they sent out an investigator who talked to him and talked him into getting checked out by medical professionals. So... That's how he ended up in the hospital. But, you know. So, I don't know where this is going to go. But um, wanted to share the experiences that I've had so far in the hopes that it helps somebody else out there. Like I say, either get your head out of your ass and fill out the paperwork in advance. Because um, as, uh, as Ferris Bueller said, life comes at you fast. So yeah, if all goes well, I'll be back in Ohio next week. I'll upload the next episode, which will be Rebecca Kennedy, and I'll get started on editing the next episode after that, which will be Ash Hamilton. And after that, we've also got Eduardo Sanchez, Rodrigo Godinho, uh, Tyler Dupay, and let's see, one, two, three, yeah, that's five. I mean, that, that'll last us through the end of the year, so... Hopefully I can get that taken care of soon. Thanks for your support.